0: Hello, I'm Nina Young. I'm the parenting and podcast editor for kidspot.com.au. I'm here to quickly tell you that we've released a new season of I Swear I Never. It's a podcast where we tell the stories of people who found themselves in situations they swear they never could have predicted. The new season is full of some incredible stories and plenty of incredible people. So search for I Swear I Never wherever you get your podcasts and listen to season two right now. And here is just a little taste of what you'll hear.
1: I thought I was ready for anything when it came to being a mum. I was ready for, you know, whatever life threw at me, but I never for a second thought that I would have a transgender child. And it wasn't that I had a problem with it, it was just that I wasn't prepared. It was really scary, the idea of telling other people. I, I mean, I remember when I did tell you I was crying and shaking so much that I couldn't actually say it. I ended up writing it down instead of actually speaking. I was very afraid because... It had taken me so long to get to this point of understanding who I was, and the idea of someone that I really love and care about like rejecting that was really scary. And I didn't want to feel rejected. I wanted to feel like I was safe where I was, you know. And how did I do? How was my response from your side? You were really good, and I really appreciate everything you've done for me. Uh, I think it frustrated me that it like it took a little bit to come around to using name and pronouns and that sort of thing, but like it frustrated me at first but at the same time I can understand it and like we're here now so I'm pretty happy. The first
2: time that I noticed OCD traits was probably in primary school third year of primary school so I was probably about seven years old Um, so it started with things like counting so for example when I was brushing my teeth I had to turn the tap on and off a certain number of times to make myself feel better. It's very draining, not just physically but emotionally. Because although it doesn't make sense rationally, you almost feel like you're responsible for somebody else's well-being, and that is just really exhausting. Um, it's almost like when you don't realise that you're breathing in toxic air until you open the window and you suddenly go, "Oh goodness!" Like it's such a big change, you know. I remember
3: the um, airphone. And I remember being greeted by two police officers and instantly thinking, this is so odd. Why on earth are policemen knocking on our front door, essentially? I had to walk down my three flights of stairs to let these officers in. As I rounded that last set of stairs and I saw those two policemen on the outside of my door, I absolutely knew at that moment that something was drastically wrong. Two policemen do not come to your doorstep unless they're about to deliver this horrible news they just sat us down and they said there's been an accident on the m1 and um we believe your son jordan hayes McGuinness has been fatally injured or something so and i just remember that overwhelming just immediate sick feeling of going this this can't be happening not not to my to my son to my babe. this what what are you talking about Officially it wasn't till about seven or eight weeks down the track when we received the autopsy. So that's when we knew for sure that he had alcohol in his system and that's when we found out for the first time that uh, he had some marijuana in his system.
4: And he had collided with a stationary vehicle with the, the poor victims inside it.
5: When I was discharged from the hospital, uh, the doctor prescribed me tramadol and that's very common for post c-sections you go home with a with a script and I went home and I took it and I remember really liking it thinking this is this drug's great like (laughs) I can't feel my wound and I feel kind of more confident like in some ways as a mother and I could deal with visitors popping in and I could do the housework and and I really liked it and I remember taking the last pill feeling really sad that it was the end of the script. I remember thinking this is medicine, but at the same time, I remember thinking how I understood how heroin addicts get addicted because the drug really made me feel so much
0: better.
4: We never really spoke about our feelings. We'd talk about the job that, you know, if something big had happened during the day, you know, I said we'd have a couple of beers and have a chat about it without really expressing how you were feeling whether you were troubled Uh, it was something you pretty pretty well kept guarded and close to yourself Um, but you saw some of the worst things you could imagine pool drownings um, industrial accidents where people would be caught in machines and you see the aftermath Uh, train fatalities these sorts of things i'd seen in my career now I was seeing on a daily basis, um, reading these briefs and getting the photos from the scientific section. um, And yeah, you were dealing with scenes of death and destruction basically on a daily basis. And then having to deal with uh, the family members uh, as a result. Yeah, it was pretty much nonstop. You're drained. You you, sometimes... you have a really bad night where you hardly sleep you have the worst nightmares and you wake up in the morning and you're just physically and emotionally drained
0: i hope you enjoyed that little snippet of the new season of i swear i never if you want to hear season one and season two search for i swear i never wherever you get your podcasts and i will see you there